Hello, everyone. This is Steven, the Everything and All podcast, the podcast about music. Not really. Uh, <laughs> that's what I like to do, but I like talking to other people about what they like to do and what helps them be more in touch with themselves. And there's more to that, but the previous version of me in the episode will explain that a bit more. Um, we're coming up to New Year's. I don't know if you're thinking resolutions, if you're thinking intentions, whatever you're doing, I hope you really feel that it's you and not something you should do for other people in some capacity. Because you're not going to stick with that shit to begin with. <laughs> None of us do. <laughs> it's never worth it. So uh, let's set some intentions to actually feel the way we want to feel and create the experience we want to create. That's, that's all we can hope for. And that's all we can act towards. Wrapping up the, uh, the Christmas holiday, the Hanukkah holiday, all the other holidays around this time of the year and I know it can be very fucking stressful with various family members or just people that we somehow seem or feel like we need to associate with during this time of the year and I look at all the different dynamics on both sides of my family and they're both very different but fundamentally on both ends of dissatisfied <laughs> and not knowing how to actually reconcile that and interact with people in a honest way that isn't sort of service level and avoiding things that people want to say or should say or just have a difficult time expressing. And I think a lot of us find ourselves in that situation and <laughs> some of us it's it can just be totally overwhelming at times. It's I don't think it's that for me personally and because like, I've always I've already always just sort of been outside of that, but I know for a lot of us it is particularly a jarring and so no we we hear you, we see you, uh, we're going to get through it, <laughs> we're going to get through it. But there's, there's also two attitudes we can take towards that, right? Because, you know, we could have to wonder why we have to associate with this family or with this, these people in life, or we can think, why do we get to associate with these people in our life? Like, what opportunity is there in the fact that we have to or are deciding to? Because everything ultimately is a decision. Right? You can make the choice to say no and to set certain boundaries. It's, everything's a choice. And so with that comes responsibility and, excuse me, and power. Like power to actually define what you want and make that happen. Or bring something of yourself, share something of yourself into the dynamic of the relationship. To just plant a seed even. To show a bit of understanding so you can get through to people and see what they're really about. Because fundamentally, we're all about the same shit. Like, we have some core needs. <laughs> and those core needs include physical things, food, shelter, water, all that fun stuff, and emotional things. Like acceptance. And non-bullshit <laughs> judgment. Like, right? All this stuff is pretty common sense and pretty fundamental. But bring humans at mass scale, and it seems to become a difficult thing. But so in this two sides of it, like we, we wondering why we have this opportunity, like what opportunity is actually there, you know, is the practice of just being with different kinds of people in different situations. That's part of life to some extent, right? Um, you also get practice more fundamentally and ideally in bridging the gap. You're really trying to plant those seeds and then building patience. <laughs> Every opportunity uh, affords patience to those who want to claim it and, uh, damn is that hard but it's fucking worth it it's really fucking worth it 
Moving on, uh, today I'm talking to John Paul Kingston, the JPK Experience on Instagram, wonderful human being. He is also a holistic health coach, similar to Joseph from the last podcast. Both, uh, or I met both of these guys at the men's circle, and we talk a bit more about that, a bit of John's story, and you know how different lifestyle practices, maybe ones you are receptive to or not receptive to, could potentially benefit you. And everything on this is about the self-experimentation. There's no, nothing's being claimed to be the right way or whatnot. You know, there's no room for that. <laughs> that just causes division. And if anything, this isn't about that. So, John Paul Kingston, wonderful human being, gracious, gracious, and I'm so grateful. Peace, love, happy new year. Alrighty, hello everyone. I am Steven here again with the Everything in All podcast. I have John Kingston with me on today. Um, just sort of want to rehash the overall intentions of this thing. I want anyone on from any sort of worldview, belief system, uh, whatever perspective is, as long as it's promoting and supporting everyone amongst, amongst the human condition. Um, this isn't about having to jump on anyone's bandwagon or lifestyle. It's about trying to bridge the human connection between the things we agree and disagree on so that we can hopefully just treat each other kindly. So anyways, I'm with John Kingston. He is a holistic health coach and he's partnered with the Holistic Health League, Justice, Justice League. League, and all around adventure badass man. So thanks. Thanks for being here, John. <laughs> thanks for having me, man. Yeah. No, this is uh, so... Like with Joseph in the last podcast, I met John at the men's circle, the infamous, men, infamous men's circle where, uh, where men can come together and they can share themselves, they can share what they're struggling with, share what they're working on, what they're excited about, and anything oriented towards allowing them to express themselves and help each other. So, John, I want you to first sort of give people an overview of what you do what does holistic wellness coach sort of entail and why should someone be interested in something like that? Yeah. So I guess first off, I'll kind of take it back to like what got me into all okay. of this. Okay. <clears throat> um, about 10 years ago, I, I really dove headfirst into taking care of myself mm. and really having the almost forced, not forced, but gifted the ability to, look inward for the first time. Um, I was playing football and had a, I call it a catalyzing knee injury now. Mm. I used to call it catastrophic, but... Mm. Okay, there's a had, switch there. I had yeah. to reword it because um, it became a, an ownership of me. But anyways, um, had a catalyzing knee injury that then propelled me to really dive into yoga mm. and um, look at reasons why this happened. And then, you know, moving through college and... Um, wanting to learn how to be the best of myself. Mm -hmm. um, I played college baseball, so that, you know, the the pursuit to be better was always in the back of my mind. Mm -hmm. So um, I studied exercise science and um, sports psychology, and it took me into just, you know, learning how to really optimize the human potential. Mm -hmm. um, so then, you know, after college, went into different modes of work, um, got into personal training, um, got into manual labor, got into writing, and ended up learning the most important thing to my 
my health. Mm-hmm. Um, aside from being, you know, paying attention to your nutrition and you're paying attention to your movement, paying attention to your thoughts and how well you're sleeping and how well your, uh, your relationships are. Mm-hmm. Um, the most important thing was freedom, was personal freedom to be free in myself, to be free in, uh, you know, my truths, my experiences and allow my, my experiences to guide other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and my understanding to help other people. Um, and when I'm able to fully embody myself in all aspects of my life, um, then I'm able to be the best for, um, for serving other people. Yeah. And, and through that process bec- comes a lot of self-love, learning how to love mm-hmm. myself. And when I can love myself the most, then I can love others. Yeah. Um, so I guess that... You know, there's a lot of other different things in between all mm-hmm. of that that happened. Mm-hmm. But essentially, holistic health is looking at every single angle of the human condition. Not just compartmentalizing, you know, this happened to me, so we got to look at that localized area. Well, let's look at the whole picture. What got you to that point? Mm-hmm. What choices did you make? What choices do you need to change in order for you to then heal? Or and pivot. And pivot, Re-hack, yeah, and switch yeah. And, and transform into the next person that you want to be. And I imagine also what beliefs underlie those choices. Yeah. Like, that's, that's going to be critical. Beliefs, emotions, mm-hmm. traumas, what's yeah. all under there? We have to uncover it. And if we don't, then it's going to affect us in some way or another. So, um, yeah, I think a lot of people, we're, we're missing out on a lot of these technologies, these um, understandings, wisdoms that... Um, society is kind of set aside or pushed away so we focus more on treating the symptom instead of looking at the entire person. Well, because if you only treat the symptom, There's it's going be... to pop up again. Yeah, <laughs> so exactly. there has to be another treatment, and then hence the money can flow. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what it comes down to. Yeah, so it's all about sustainability and learning how to be your best self in a sustainable way without having to rely on other people. Because like I said, freedom allows me, what freedom means to me is being able to be my own person without having mm-hmm. to rely on other people. Now, to work with other people, to be supported by other people is a good thing. But to have an authority figure that I seek for my own health mm-hmm. is not how I want to live my life. So, um, but, yeah. with it, but with that also requires is a lot of self-experimentation. Absolutely. It's not just looking at, you know, whoever's study or book or protocol for how to live and how to eat, for example. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, you can take all that into consideration and that's useful information, but to actually just try different things on yourself, see how you feel, see how you react, see how it changes how you interact with different people in different situations like that. I feel it's critical for anyone trying to approach themselves in a holistic way and seek this freedom that you're talking about. Absolutely. And I've done a lot of experimentation throughout yeah, my life. Yeah. And that's, you know, where I've learned the best research is me-search. Mm, I like that word right there, me-search. Me-search. It's me. It's what's, what's fight, figuring out what works best for me, you know? Not what works best for a lot of people. I can take that information mm-hmm. and use a, gen, or, um, you know, a systemized, systematic way to maybe deduce how I want to create my own experiment. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, if it doesn't work for me, then, you know, I said to the side. Yeah. And if it does work for me, I'm going to ask, okay, why? And I mean, both sides, you know, why did that not 
why did X not work for me? Why did Y work for mm-hmm. me? You know, but yeah, we we have to look at ourselves and figure out what works best for ourselves instead of figuring out what what works best for the general population yeah. and then you know make a decision off of that. So, so one question that sort of comes up for me when I hear that is like, so the people you work with, I imagine, it just span the range in terms of what they individually need, nutrition-wise, relationship-wise, social interaction-wise, what have you. Does that ever come in conflict with your own sort of lifestyle philosophy or nutrition philosophy? And does that ever, I guess, interject between the relationship that you develop with these people? Um, well, first off, I, my own philosophy, again, like just works for me. And so mm-hmm. whenever I'm working with somebody, I'm going to give them my experience. I'm not going to say it's the best experience. Yeah. And I, I never want to be dogmatic about anything. When anytime I'm dogmatic about something, then I'm missing out on some other aspect of it that could help somebody else. Mm-hmm. So when I'm looking, when I'm working with somebody, we're looking at all, all different angles of their life, assessing every single thing. Not every single thing, but, you know, a large portion yeah, of their the, life, the abstract, whatever yeah, they want to yeah. share. And, um, yeah, just figuring out what's going to be the best way for them to make a pivot mm-hmm. and the most sustainable pivot. And then, you know, increasingly over time, we make another pivot or we make another change, mm-hmm. make another change, make another change. Or but it's probably a lot slower than what people think or what they want. Yeah. Right? Because we, we want to be there tomorrow. We want to lose the weight tomorrow. We want the new house or the whatever result tomorrow. We want it yesterday even, <laughs> but yeah. it, it takes months, even years. And it really has to be focused around a sustainable lifestyle change. It can't be a quick fix. It can't be a fad thing. And this is what I appreciate about what people like you are doing because it actually addresses the root problem. Yeah. I mean, that's what, that's the attractive thing about drugs is, mm-hmm. you know, it has that idea that it's going to fix us right away. Or it's going to heal us right away or help mm-hmm. us in some form or fashion. Yeah. But if we keep just piling drugs in our system without any other nutrition as far as sunlight, mm-hmm. air quality, sleep, food, movement, all these mm-hmm. things are nutritious for us. If we're not adding those things into our life, then we're just suppressing the problem more and more and more. And Oftentimes. And in, in so what? So you're using the word nutritious with things like sunlight and clean air and things like that. And I really like how that's applied to those as well, not just food and drink. Yeah. How do those fit in terms of priority for, like, things people would tackle first? Like, should they address their diet first and then focus on sunlight or water first and then clean air? Like, how does that usually fit in? Does that vary from person to person? Yeah, I mean, everybody's different. Everybody's individualized. So you have to, again, assess. Mm -hmm. Um... If you're not assessing, you're guessing. And so, but, you know, the the prerequisites that I give people are like, you got to spend more time out in sunshine. Mm-hmm. You have to spend more time with clean air, which is used typically outside yeah. in nature. Um, you have to spend time um, or you have to consume clean water or water in general. Maybe, yeah. it's, maybe it's just shifting from someone to soda and alcohol to water. That's huge. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so um, it could be as simple as that. And so, but like the the biggest priority is 
really teaching people how to breathe. Mm, okay. Because if we don't breathe, we die, right? So, um, and most people have a dysfunction breathing pattern. And so, from the chest and yeah, from the belly. Exactly. The so they're only getting, they're only consuming, you know, maybe a third of the oxygen mm-hmm. that they're capable of bringing into their body. Um, and posture oftentimes affects this. Um, tight muscles, um, you know, misplaced joints. And so. Did all this start coming on your radar when you got into yoga? Like all those things specifically? No, no. This has been okay. a, a definitely a, a progress over time. Okay. Um, yeah, so I guess we can talk about that. Yeah, we, uh, let's, yeah, let's go back to a bit of your story. Okay, so, uh, I forget where I was at. Where was I at? With the, um, um, the clean water, or the breathing. <laughs> the breathing. Oh, that's cool. With the breathing. So, um, yeah, most people just don't know how to breathe. So we have to teach people how to breathe, to teach people the importance of clean water, clean air. Mm-hmm. And sunshine. I mean, I think, and, and, and nature, you know, getting people barefoot on the ground, mm-hmm. really reharmonizing, resynchronizing their, their connection with the earth because we're earthlings, you know, yeah, we're, yeah. we're, we came from the earth. And so we need that connection. And most people are stuck, um, or, or the rubber is stuck between them mm-hmm. and the ground. And so, yeah, there's, there's a layer of rubber, a layer of asphalt everywhere they go. Yeah. You know, um, so yeah, I guess priorities are honestly it's what what changed that that person mm-hmm. is willing to make now, mm-hmm. like right now, and that varies from person to person. Of course, of course. Um, backtracking a little bit, so you mentioned how you're playing sports. I think you may were you saying high school or college, and then you got into yoga. What spurred that? Because that isn't exactly a direct connection, especially years ago when maybe yeah. that wasn't exactly hip to a lot of people. Yeah, so I was 18 years old okay. and um, playing high school football. It was like senior night, senior homecoming game, mm-hmm. you know, big night. And um, there was a player not in the game. and I, I was off the field and I heard that, you know, we we're missing a quarterback. So I ran onto the field and ended up being a play to my side. And I mm-hmm. went for the tackle and like, Made the hit, but as I made the hit, my own teammate, like, came across my body, and essentially my foot touched my head, for, like, people listening to this, you know, you you can imagine doing, like, a side split or something, Mm -hmm. foot touched the head, tore ACL, MCL meniscus, and doctor is pretty much like, hey, you're not going to be able to play baseball, like, six months into this, like, Mm -hmm. this is how long it's going to take you to recover, right, and so, you know, that crushed me. That devastated me. Yeah. And because my my dream at the time, you know, was to play college baseball, mm-hmm. to keep playing sports. Yeah. Like, you know, any kid, like yeah. that's what you grow up. Uh, most kids, like, what do you want to be? I want to be a professional athlete or whatever. You know, that's that's the dream for well, a lot of people. Especially if they're on teams from a really young age. Like, yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's a cool thing. Like, that's a cool dream. Like, fuck yeah, go kid. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, that and really had to just shift my mindset. And then my mom gave me for a gift, um a yoga video or a a DVD. And so, you know, along with when I could start um, moving a little bit, you know, after about a month and a half, you know, after physical therapy, you know, and I could start moving. um, Yeah. I began to just try these 20 minute videos and really noticed, obviously I was way weaker on one side than the other, but 
I noticed a lot of imbalances, not just within my my two legs that were, you know, one weak or one stronger, mm-hmm. but in my upper body, where I was tight, where I was really weak, where I was really strong and balanced. And it just brought a lot of awareness back into my life. And, you know, in a lot of yoga, it's like, just keep breathing, you know, breathe through it. Mm-hmm. Um, always have that, like, focus and that mentality that you got this. And that just carried over into the whole recovery process. And after about like four months, I was like fully recovered playing high school baseball, you know, um, starting and, and just living out my dream. Mm-hmm. Cause then I was able to go on and play college baseball and, um, well, because of yoga, I like to consider it. Yeah. yeah. Or at I least mean, spurred by it. Uh, yeah. It was definitely, uh, it was a kickstart, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it really j- or jump started, um, my healing process. Cause I had to look in, you know, I had to look, you know, just what the yoga instructor was talking about, like really made me realize, you know, this is, this is supposed to happen mm-hmm. and I, I can either beat myself up over it or I can go to work and I can take care of myself and, you know, live out my dream. And so fast forward, um, went to a junior college to play college baseball, you know, partied, um, was not really into like thinking about, you know, health mm-hmm. at that time, um, still practiced yoga and, um, you know, knew the importance of, of strength training yeah. and all that yeah. stuff. But, uh, you know, my priorities were, were drinking and partying and mm-hmm. smoking and living a good time. But, um, quickly I realized, oh man, this food, this, these bean burritos from Walmart that I'm buying are <laughs> They're not blowing my it. asshole up, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, uh, started having digestive issues and like, was like, oh, you know, I grew up eating really, like, really good meals, um, home-cooked meals almost mm-hmm. every night, and, um, you know, grew up with a garden, and so... Yeah, that's all a rare thing. <laughs> that's all a rare thing now. Yeah, and, you know, so I'm really fortunate mm-hmm. to, like, have, like, you know, I took a lot of my, my childhood for granted, I, mm-hmm. is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Like, I lived a really healthy life, and then you go to college, and you're, like, just eating whatever the hell you want. It really makes you, it made me, at least shift my mindset like oh i need to eat more like real food but you also probably different than a lot of people in a similar situation you also had experience with a healthier form of lifestyle like having yeah. the garden having home-cooked meals so you knew there was benefit to it because you felt it you lived it most of your life and then you without went, really realizing yeah, exactly it, that's like yeah. a fish in water not realizing the water but yeah take it out put it in college <laughs> give it booze drugs um and junk food like that probably i imagine made it easier for you to shift back to something more healthy. Yeah. Right. Cause you knew what was possible or like that there was potential there. Yeah. 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 I mean, it was a warning sign. It was like, Hey, do you want to keep doing this or do you want to make a change? And, but it was, it was a lot easier for me than people who grew up not having those, mm-hmm. those amenities or yeah. that luxury, um, which I don't even want to call it a luxury. Cause I feel like it's a necessity. It's like, yeah. It's something that needs, it's like exercise. It's not like a luxury. It's something that you have to do. You know, you have to move your body. If you don't move your body, you know, things are going to, bad things are going to happen when you do happen. try to move your body. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, these are essentials and, um, yeah, I took it for granted and realized, okay, maybe I need to start eating, you know, real food or more real food. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, you know, That, yeah, just had to learn that, 
you know, mm-hmm. over time. But when I went to, after my junior college, I went on to uh, university and needed to figure out, like, what I was going to study, right? Because mm-hmm. I was just getting my generals, didn't really know what I was interested in. Yeah. I, initially, I wanted to um, do a, like, a double, a double bachelor or something in, like, um, international studies. Okay. So I, I wanted to travel. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, I want to spend, like, six months in another country. Um, but then realized, well, that's going to make playing baseball pretty difficult. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> so uh, I'll stick with exercise science. And went that route, learned a whole bunch of bullshit mm, Okay. Uh, in college. You know, it was very catered to just memorize and yeah. regurgitate. Yeah, and that's my experience as well. Yeah, it's unfortunate. You know, there's not much hands-on learning. It's And I was learning... One of the teachers that I had was, God bless her heart, sweet lady. Um, but she was, you know, five foot two and probably weighed 200 pounds and, or plus, you know. And mm-hmm. so just this little round ball. And, like, she's the teacher giving us nutrition advice. And I'm supposed to listen to her tell me what, what I need to put in my yeah. body. Yeah. And I'm just like, this is fucking bullshit. Like, yeah, there's, there's a disjunct here. Yeah, like, if you're doing this, I don't want to end up like you. Like, if this is what the protocol you're following, mm-hmm. get me out. Like, yeah. but, you know, I had to, like, memorize all of this shit, you know, and... To pass the test. To pass the test. Be certified as having authority in some realm of knowledge that if the people aren't actually applying it, like, and this doesn't mean to shame her or yeah, no, that situation. Not at all. It's not about that. It's just about, like, what do you actually want in your life? Do you want to be extremely overweight, probably not feeling good, probably have elements of anxiety about it, depression, all these other things that creep into our lives that just unfortunately happen given the circumstances. But, okay, so you're learning all this stuff that you've probably had to unlearn. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Had to unlearn quite a bit. Um, But what I really did excel in and love was the human anatomy and physiology mm, okay. like that stuff is pretty straightforward i mean there's definitely a lot of variables going on but learning the anatomy was so fascinating to me understanding that like we have all of these muscles all of these bones and joints and ligaments and they all have a function to move our body mm-hmm. and um yeah it's a really beautiful thing and kind of like i said a lot of people take it for granted but uh, after learning, you know, about the human body and exercise, um, the mind again, kind of like crept back in. Cause I was, you know, resurging my, my yoga practice, wanted to learn more of like, you know, the power of like positive thinking mm-hmm. and how that plays a role in sports or like how some people can succeed with all of the, um, you know, the right skill sets, but not do as well because of their mental capacity. Mm-hmm. And so I ended up... their relationship to self. Yeah. Yeah. Relationship to self, relationship to others, relationship to, like, why they're even doing what they're doing, Mm -hmm. you know? And so um, I ended up studying under a sports psychologist um, as an internship. And um, he really... Like, the biggest thing that he taught me was um, breath coherence Mm -hmm. and utilizing the heart or tapping into the heart and the breath to create synchronicity and when we can do that that's when we get into that flow state that's when we get into that that joyful state that 
that state, that meditative state where we're so focused and locked in on, mm-hmm. on everything. And, Time fades away. Yeah. Merge with the process. <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah. you know how it is for music. Yeah, yeah. And um, a lot of athletes tap into this when they're just like on a fucking roll. Or they're just, you know, they're hitting every shot that they're taking or um, all those like big, big surfers, you know, they're riding these immaculate waves that just blow us away. But they're just tapped in. They're so focused, mm-hmm. so present on the moment that nothing else matters. And But we can tap into that just in our everyday basis simply by learning how to breathe with our rhythms, breathe with our heart, listen to your heart. And, um, yeah, it was, uh, again, one of those things, one of those, like, nuggets that was just, like, thrown into my mm-hmm. pouch. Like, oh, we got to pay attention to this. You know, first yeah. it was, like, yoga. First it was movement and, like, mindset then it was okay food's gonna play a role now it's like oh here's you know how how the breath and the heart are always working and how we can actually alternate you know our nervous system um like they used to think the autonomic nervous system always worked automatically without us really even putting input into it Mm -hmm. and i'm sure you're you know you're aware of this with neuroscience but we can actually tap into these these nervous systems um, simply by breathing, simply by thinking. Well, shifting state, shifting, shifting state, how yeah. the systems are responding to one another. It's, you know, it's far more accessible than I think people realize. Um, there was something you said a minute ago that uh, sparked my interest. It's it's escaping me now. But so so you interned under a sports psychologist, and then so you said the breathwork came soon after that or alongside that. Um, it was. Yeah, I mean, in a, in a to a degree, okay. breathwork was then introduced, and um, you know, it's yeah, it was just one of those things like, oh, I got to start like thinking about this because I was always breathing with yoga, mm. but then not to the extent that I do now. But you know, it was just like, okay, this is something that you know, I need to start looking at mm-hmm. and understanding how it affects me, and so just started experimenting with you know, meditation with breathing and um yeah and it was also a really good opportunity for me to be in that setting you know that clinical setting like Mm -hmm. okay is this a place where i can see myself helping people yeah and um yeah you know just all these things are uh, these accumulative experiences that were all really just an experimentation of what was working or identifying what worked for me and what didn't Mm -hmm. Um, so then after college, moved to Colorado, um, started getting into more of the holistic stuff, okay. um, you know, following people like Elliot Hulse. Are you familiar mm-hmm. with Elliot Hulse mm-hmm. and Paul Check and um, all these guys who are just like fucking beast, you know, just yeah. like men that were strong and healthy and sovereign within themselves, but also very, pe- yeah, mm-hmm. completely peaceful. And yeah, and free yeah like you said or at sovereign. least putting it like in a very obvious way is putting in the work to get closer to that state yeah closer to integration like that's that's what becomes really inspiring at one point yeah, yeah. and paul check you know i'm watching a video of his and he's talking about you know he's around this group of of doctors and they're like telling him you know the best nutrition advice or whatever and he's like really stand up and take off your shirt please <laughs> And so he takes off his shirt and he's like, 
is your nutrition advice getting you that body? Because mine is giving me mine, you know? And that was kind of that, like, holy shit. That's what I was learning through this this teacher in yeah, college. Yeah. Okay, now I'm going to learn what this guy has to say. Because mm-hmm. obviously what he's doing is working for him. And so it wasn't like he was le- just doing five separate things and that was creating, you know, his health. No, he, he took this entire holistic approach, looking at every single aspect of his life and applying those through experiences. And so, um, yeah, it just inspired me to learn under him and became a... Uh, started taking his courses and um, just absorbing as much information that I could from people like him mm-hmm. and um, and himself. And so um, did HLC 1 and 2, which are just two separate courses, okay. you know, um, kept experimenting with myself along the way and then got into other modalities like Eldoa, which is um, a set of postures that we can like actually separate vertebrae with okay um i'd be interested in talking about that <laughs> yeah uh and and then voila which is another modality where we essentially it's body work okay. it's energy work where we we get to manipulate joints so i i like to call it like chiropractic care meets reiki meets massage so there's manipulation of all sorts of joints um and there's also like tapping into the different energy centers of the body, but also even working with emotions and past lives mm-hmm. and all of these esoteric ideas that people are like, that shouldn't matter, but it does. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, that kind of really just, um, showed me that we can work with humans in a very non-physical way, you know, in a very just like energetic way, in a mm-hmm. way that, we just shift our our emotional state another you know one of these states we can really heal um and but a lot of that has to be worked out with the body too right like a yeah, lot of trauma is stored in the body a lot of just negative energy that people hold constantly throughout the day i imagine that's that's huge too yeah and, and a lot of times you know these physical pains are um just symptoms of emotional traumas mm-hmm. and but when we, when we shift the emotional trauma around, those physical pains oftentimes dissipate and go away. So, but it's, it, it can also be worked out through the physical, and then that brings up the emotional, and mm-hmm. then we can release it. And so there's mm-hmm. multiple different ways to let go of pain, mm-hmm. to, to heal the body. In different layers. In different layers. Yeah. And so um, I've just, you know, kind of stacked all of these things on top of each other and learned... Okay, there's multiple ways, and however um, I can best work with somebody is going to be dependent on on them and what I can offer them. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's a long story short and all of my, you know. How you found yourself. Yeah, how I really got to the point that I am today, mm-hmm. Okay, where I am today. What would you say the people that you work with, your clients, what are you able to see in them that they're missing, but they're not aware of that actually they need to approach? Like in trying to pull out a commonality between people. Um, yeah, this is a big one, really big one. And I hear it all the time, man. Um, it's self-love. Mm, there we go. 
<laughs> That's the answer I wanted to hear. <laughs> it's self-love, dude. Like, you know, oftentimes I'll ask people, like, how often do you tell yourself you love yourself? Mm -hmm. And they, like, say, what? Uh, never? Yeah, I'm like, yeah. really? Why? Who do you love? If you can't love yourself, how can you love anybody around you? Mm -hmm. You know, and that's that's this whole I, we all principle. The I, we all principle is you have to first take care of yourself so you can help those around you. Mm -hmm. And then you can help on a larger scale. We all have, not we all, but many people have this dream to change the world. Mm -hmm. But you can't change the world if you can't change yourself. If you, can't, sure. if you can't help yourself, if you can't sure. love yourself. And honestly, in my opinion, that's the whole purpose of everything is to simply give love and receive love. Mm -hmm. Because we can all feel it. We can all feel love. We can't measure it. It's one of those like... But it's the most apparent thing. Yeah. It's the most meaningful thing. Exactly. So it's like, you know, these people who say, oh, that emotional stuff, mm -hmm. that doesn't work. Oh, that metaphysical stuff, that doesn't work. You can't measure it. You know, we're so caught up in this idea that we have to measure things in order for it to be proven a truth. Well, it's also just a matter of, like, is it useful to you or not? Yeah. Like, it doesn't even... People don't even have to get in the conversation about, is this ontologically legitimate? I mean, that's a fun game to play. It's a fun yeah. rabbit hole to go down. But what you're going to find at the end of it is that no one really has any justification that's more more solid than any else. Because everything is relying on a set of axioms. But... So then it can often, or there's an opportunity for it to then be about, okay, what works for me? Mm -hmm. What sort of worldview helps me love myself more, love other people more, contribute to a greater cause? Yeah. I think that's, that's what we all really want if we're, yeah. if we're honest and we actually look past the, uh, what we think we might want from other people and from the world externally. Like one, one question that's been going through my mind lately is, uh, what life would you live after the life you think you want? Hmm. Because like, a lot of yeah. people think, oh, I want success. I want money. I want status. I want to be attractive. I want a wonderful family. I want no problems. All this stuff. What life would you want to live after that? Yeah, that's a really good question because... And, you know, and I'm, not, I'm just posting it out there as a, as yeah. a general thing because it's been on my mind lately. Well, it's a really good question because... You know, it kind of gets to, like, it gets even further to the root of, like, okay, so you want to live this. It's almost like, what would you what would you do if you had all the money in the world? To, mm -hmm. If you had all the money in the world, what would you do? Yeah. You know? Um, it's instead thinking of, like, what we think we have to do and then really getting honest with ourselves of, like, no, this is where, where I really, really want to be. Mm-hmm. And um, that at the core is is the freedom that I'm that I'm seeking. Yeah, you know. But that ultimately is self love. Yeah, right. Like that coming back to that. Yeah, we work with exactly. And it's about that dream, you know. A lot of people don't even have a dream or mm -hmm. know what their dream is. Yeah. And if you don't have something to live for, how can you make enough change to really create a sustainable? healthy lifestyle. And so what do you advise people to do if they're in the situation, if they're confused, if they don't even know where to begin, if they, if they, when they look at themselves in the mirror and say, I love you, disgust comes up. 
mm-hmm. regret comes up, criticism comes up. Yeah. Where do you start with these people? Well, when those things come up, we then have to figure out why, you know, get to the root of where's that, where's that coming from? Mm-hmm. You know, why? Keep, keep going deeper, you know, and that's, a lot of times we don't want to go there um, for fear, you know, shame, guilt. And so, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a very tricky game to play. But I think first and foremost, we have to, again, know what we are going to live for. Like, at least begin to think about that legacy, that dream. Mm-hmm. Like, what is your why? Because when we can come back to that, when we hear like, oh, I'm a piece of shit or, you know, I hate myself, mm-hmm. then we can really shift and be like, no, I love myself and this is what I'm going after. This is what I'm doing. And I'm not going to judge myself to the end of the world because I slipped or didn't have all the information. Yeah. Right. Like we carry so many of the things the small things throughout the day and then those just feed into the overall belief and fundamental distaste we have for ourselves as a whole. Yeah. But so if, but John, I don't, I don't know what my dream is. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I want to do. Help me. Yeah. I mean, you, you have to, you have to have people like that, right? Oh yeah. So, so, so oh, yeah. what do you do with them? Where do you start? What do you like to do? You know, what brings you joy? What brings you connection? You know, just get simple. And, and the more that we can create happiness, internal happiness, the more that we can begin to shift our states, the more we realize, okay, this feels good. I like this. I want more of it, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we can really make choices to bring those healthy things back into our lives, those energizing things back into our mm-hmm. lives. Um, so sometimes you got to be really simple, you know? What, what, what do you like to do? What, again, like what brings you that feeling of happiness? Yeah. If you don't know that, then you have to experiment. Yeah. You have to go try things like you have no idea about or that you've maybe been scared to approach and just haven't. Yeah. And, and oftentimes it's that fear. The thi- or So what I then will ask is like, okay, what are you afraid of? What don't you want to do? And when we go into those fears... That's what the treasure is at, mm-hmm. you know? So we have a saying, um, you know, get comfortable being uncomfortable. Because mm-hmm. when you can put yourself in un- an uncomfortable state, you realize you really begin to thrive there. You really begin to, like, you're on point. You're, you're thinking quickly. You're sharp. And you find yourself connected with yourself. And that is what I'm discovering is the root of all happiness is the connection with yourself and others and mm-hmm. the earth. Mm-hmm. When, we're, when we feel connected, we feel harmonious, you know, or harmonized back with whatever that is that, that brings us that joy. Yeah, when you inherently feel accepted and you feel part of something larger, which we all are inherently as these monkeys yeah. <laughs> on this water rock <laughs> flying through oblivion, like this is our home. And yeah. there is an inherent connection that this culture at least has totally lost touch with. Yeah. And I don't know if we talked about it on the mic earlier, but um, the importance of being barefoot, yeah. being outside, and of, dare I say, being naked outside. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, like, no. Oh, no. Don't, do <laughs> don't, don't get naked. But, um, no, all this all this is great. And so, so they're experimenting. 
maybe they're finding, maybe they've come, they've made some progress and they're finding their way. They have some inclinations for what they want to pursue. At what point do you bring in maybe some of the more nuanced things, like maybe spiritual work or more advanced forms of breath work? Um, yeah, it's all very, again, nuanced. Um, whatever people are interested in, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a saying you, you give people what they want, but you also give them what they need. Mm -hmm. And so you give them the things that they, that they're really like expecting, but then kind of slide in all the other stuff that, Hey, let's, let's try this different kind of water. Like, Hey, let's, um, let's try this breath practice, you know? Um, or, Hey, let's, let's talk about, you know, where this is showing up in your life and simply asking questions and offering is a big way to just allow somebody to make their own choice Mm -hmm. because nobody really likes to be told what to do. Of course not. And, and so it's about offering suggestions or experimentations. And the more that we can create awareness around through experimentation, how does this affect me? Does it affect me positively? Does it affect me negatively? Then we know we can make we can make a, an optimal choice based off of that. Um, so, yeah, there's no there's no answer to okay. when you gotta introduce these things because okay. some people are different. You know, yeah, there's a lot of yeah. personality types. A lot of people are really receptive to that stuff. A lot of people, you know takes time mm-hmm. so it just you depends you can only go as fast as the slowest part of yourself yeah. that's one thing i've at least learned <laughs> over the over the past year and i think applies to people in that situation now so another thing you do is adventure yeah work and nicolette is here yeah. as well um, john's partner they i think you guys have an event coming up soon right can you guys talk about what you do with all that yeah the purpose behind it so why. let's well nicolette um, my lovely partner is an adventure photographer, and um, we met about three years ago, three and a half years ago, and she, you know, I always had these big dreams of traveling, you know, like we were talking about, but Nicolette allowed me to, like, really step into that that travel mode. It was always just, like, a far-fetched thing to do. Yeah. I am the logistics behind everything. So, like, <laughs> yeah, okay. make things happen. Okay. Well, yeah. like, give yeah. me an idea and I'll be like, okay, when do you want to do this? Next Tuesday? Cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, you have to have that. Yeah. yeah. Execution like, is key. Yeah. And I'm more of, like, the free-flowing, like, if it happens, it happens. Yeah. <laughs> if it doesn't, it doesn't. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, for better or for worse, I'm a Sagittarius. No, I mean, there's, there's merits to all of that. So, yeah. All sides of things. But, yeah, like, we started talking about, you know, traveling, like, about six months into our, our relationship and she's like, yeah, let's, let's travel. And I was like, okay, cool. Where do you want to go? She's like, here, when are we going to go? I'm like, wait, for real? She's like, yeah, why, why else wouldn't we? (laughs) (laughs) And so, um, yeah, we ended up, she quit her job and, um, we ended up traveling to Hawaii and Thailand and Bali, Greece. So we, we ended up making a trip around the world and, um, when we came back, we decided to buy a van and continue the traveling. But all in between that, you know, it was, it was one of those things like, man, we'd love to have other people with us. Mm-hmm. And, and we loved meeting other people on these travels because... And inspiring other people 
you know, because we're really big on getting outside of your comfort zone. And people, you know, we would do things like, you know, we go rock climbing, we go hiking, we stay on the edge of cliffs. And mm. people were like, whoa, this is crazy, you know. But, and they'd ask, um, you know, like, how can I do something like this? And so it was just kind of, like, obvious, like, why don't we take people with us? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, duh, let's get people outside of their comfort zone. And, and take them on an experience and not just, like, the normal tourist thing. Yeah. yeah. Take them on an experience, like, okay, how can we grow through this? Yeah. Like, an optimal way through travel. Yeah. Through adventure, through pushing that comfort zone, but also through mindfulness techniques, mm -hmm. meditation, right. it's like talking about emotions. Implementing those little, you know, subject droppers along the way, like, you know, the importance of why we eat organic. You know, mm -hmm. just drop that and then if they're interested, then they ask, and you know, it's just that like dropping little knowledge bombs. Well, because all you, all you can yeah. do is role model and plant seeds. Yeah. And then if it's meant to happen, the fertile soil will be there. Yeah. So yeah. Think, yeah. Yeah. So our next one coming up is in Sedona, actually, and it's actually geared for women, particularly um, around the age of fifty. We keep getting asked, but I'm like 47. Can I come? And we're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> no, there's a hard stop. <laughs> yeah, no, you're 50 over. It's like <laughs> no, it's it's geared towards. We're calling it a wise woman workshop. Mm -hmm. So it's the wise woman coming to yeah, just explore more outdoors. You know, like get people at that age also to push their comfort yeah. zones and relearn and unlearn things. You know, you're never, you're still. You know what I mean? Like, you still have dreams at that age. Yeah. You still have a lot to learn at that age. You, and you still have stop. to unleash the child. Yes. <laughs> the yeah. Play. Refine yeah. the child. How yeah. to play. Yeah. Yeah. So, the Sedona one, we chose that place because it's a very spiritual place. You know, mm -hmm. and it's it's a place that's accessible, um, easy to get to kind of thing. Um, but also a place we wanted to check off our bucket list as well. And yeah. Have you guys been before? We've driven through. Okay, driven through. Yeah. yeah it's, just... it's a magical place yeah. Yeah, yeah it's beautiful <laughs> yeah we're stoked to go back it was actually inspired by my mother yes um yeah. who just learned how to rock climb like a year and a half ago or maybe it was like two years ago well no here but, we'll start with she turned 60 yeah and, and learned how to having, rock climb <laughs> instead of having a bucket list she had a fuck it bucket and she was throwing things in her bucket so it was like anything small like she drove down a mountain that one in the fucking bucket. Mm -hmm. It was just bucket, you know. I like this. I like this. <laughs> yeah, she drove a bunch of drunk people down a mountain <laughs> at dark, and so she had never done that before. She's like, "Fuck it, we're doing it." <laughs> um, so it became a fucking bucket, and so one of her things to throw in the bucket was to learn how to rock climb and then climb outside. Um, yeah, and so then she had kind of inspired us to say, you know, why don't you take, like, take me and my girlfriends yeah. you know, on a trip? And we're like, why not? <laughs> yeah, like why not? <laughs> yeah, throw it in the fuck it bucket. Yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So just kind of having that mentality of, yeah, we're here to do. We're here on this earth to just like explore and mm -hmm. see this beautiful world. You know, well, and connect with one with one another. Like, yeah, that's what you're saying with the, with the long term traveling was like you really enjoyed meeting people along the way and sharing those experiences. Yeah, yep. yeah. It's really cool. Like we can say, like we have friends all over the world. You mm -hmm. know, it's so cool. Like. To just, like, yeah. be able to say that and get those in the web now, you know, the internet is a wild place being able to connect you, to stay in connection with those people mm -hmm. that you meet around the world. Well, it allows you to do this sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. To market and to find yep. the people who are interested yep. in the wise woman adventure or yeah. whatever else, like, ends up happening. Like, yeah. I don't think we fully appreciate, like, the extent of what we have now. 
with the internet. Like nothing this big, I don't think has ever happened. No, we're like still humanity, figuring right? it out. Yeah, right? it's only like what thirty <laughs> years in. We're like, uh, we're like, wow, this is doing crazy. debatably a bad good job with it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. depending on who you talk to and who you look at, but. No, it is it is a wild thing. So, did either of you do long term travel on your own, or do you? No. Okay. Um. Um, I mean, not really travel. Okay. I mean, I I moved to Colorado for like almost a year, and then moved out to Oregon for a few months. But yeah, and I moved by myself to Florida, but yeah, like not anything. Not like traveling. Kind yeah, of. it is something any... that is definitely on our to do list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But it's nice traveling with a partner. I mean. Yeah. <clears throat> mm-hmm. When you get along with them, you know. Yeah, that, that's, yeah. that's an important caveat. <laughs> and, and fortunately. Not just a random roommate <laughs> in <yeah>. a van. <laughs> right. But fortunately for us, when we were traveling uh, for six months with a backpack, we only got in one major argument. Okay. One major yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. That's it impressive. Was... And there was no, like, minors really in between. It was... what, what do you think accounts for that? Because more people would want that. I think it's I good think, communication. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, honesty. Understanding, all right, I need my space for a little bit. Like, and not taking that personally as, like, some right, kind of a like, or, yeah. yeah, I just think yeah. we both appreciate our alone time. Well, John is very good. Like, look, I learned something really quick about John. John mm-hmm. needs a schedule. He, like, likes mm-hmm. to have, he, if he misses his morning him time, he is so crabby for the rest of the day. <laughs> So it's just like realizing those you rituals, know, like, you know. Yeah, that's yeah. important. So, like, I would know that and plan our because I'm kind of a planner. Yeah. I would plan our days. I would plan out so John could have his time, you know. And then it just keeps everybody happy. You just have to be yeah. considerate of the other person. Well, I think the, the key lesson in that, or one of them at least, is that you're taking time for yourself. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like you're not just living your whole day according to some other's, someone yeah. else's agenda, or just taking care of people or whatever. Like you're actually taking the time. To connect with yourself and say, okay, what am I doing? Why am I doing it? And then getting into good practices. Yeah. Which yeah. I imagine you do as well. Right, like, yes. Yeah, and, and like, so. yeah, him yeah. going off and doing his thing, like, forces me to, like, do it to myself, yeah, you yeah. know? Or, like, have my own alone time. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think it's just good communication. And then, yeah, I don't know. What else did you say? I think just being grateful, like. Yeah, one thing that we began doing, I'm not sure even when, but. It was, like, over, it was, like, right when we met each other yeah uh i was just saying hey i'm i'm thankful for you mm. we say it you know? every night before we go to bed it's just acknowledging that like but i also say it to myself too you know yeah, yeah. i list out everything that i'm grateful for yeah and i really think that's a, a major key in everything is being genuinely grateful yeah because mm-hmm. there's a lot to be fucking grateful for yeah especially anyone in this country yes. like, yeah like there's, there's a lot of, un- of things to be ungrateful for and there's a lot of problems but there's a lot of privileges also Mm-hmm. Um, but but with that, I think what really helped um, as well is having those hard conversations and um, un- like really being honest. Like, hey, when you said this, it made yeah. me feel this way. Is that how you meant it? Mm-hmm. Um, and that didn't happen a lot, but there were times, you know, where you know we really had to just like reanalyze our communication. Mm-hmm. When you said that, it what did you me, mean? Yeah, it made me feel this. Yeah. And so, um, then you can get clear on it, you know? But you oh. have to leave your ego at the door. Absolutely, totally. man. Like, yeah. oh, I guess that did come out that way. Yeah. Shit. Or even maybe part of me did mean it in <laughs> yeah, that way. Yeah. What does that say? Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so just, yeah, not, and, like, I've been in relationships before where it's, like, you don't, you hold in those feelings of, like, well, you're, like, second-guessing, like, did he mean that? Did he not mean that? Mm-hmm. And then you, like, bottle it up, and then it's, like, three days later, and then you're pissing him for everything he's done yeah. for the rest like of the Yeah, you're trying life. to avoid the conflict yeah. and you just made it But, no, if you could just, like, worse. hit it head-on and be, like, whoa, what's going on here? You know, or, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. No, no, I think that's key. I think communication. Yeah. Especially in the context of relationship, but, of course, like, traveling long-term with with a partner like <laughs> you'll be dead in the water if you yeah. don't <laughs> if you don't yeah. have that base checked totally. exactly and so 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 you travel you come back mm-hmm. and you're probably thinking to yourselves how do we keep this how element keep in our life yeah. yeah we came back dead broke all my money mm, yeah gone. yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> all the money gone. how much money do you think you spent on this whole world uh, <laughs> you know my whole world yeah. I had about 10 grand. Okay. Yeah, and I had about seven. Okay. But for six months. It sustained I mean, us. We bought a car <laughs> in Hawaii. We did sell the car. We did live in Hawaii for two and a half months. Okay. So um, two out of the six. Yeah. So we worked on a banana farm. Uh, in exchange <laughs> for, for homage and, uh-huh. and food and yeah, eating coconuts and bananas and all sorts of fruit every single day. Um, cool thing. This is this is one of the things that would be great for someone yeah. who's like trying to experiment to yeah, figure out what they want to like. Yeah. It's a yeah. great opportunity and very accessible because yeah. you, you basically show up to these places, and the farmers want you to do work. And it doesn't have to be farmers; it could be a variety of things. You but can house it. You like, can house it. <laughs> yeah, simple jobs, and you get a place to stay. Oftentimes, mm-hmm. they feed you. Yeah, yeah, and you know, as a, for a place like the Big Island of Hawaii, there's one you can. You know, go visit for a week and go around the whole island and, you know, see it that way. Or what we liked and appreciated was really understanding the culture. Mm-hmm. You know, diving mm-hmm. into what it's like to live there. Yeah. And then, for me, I can really appreciate the things, the the culture, the mm-hmm. how people live, you know, the different aspects of how they live and why. And so, yeah, it's a really good opportunity because... You know, we, we grew up in Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Um, Both of you grew up in Nebraska? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we love the place. You know, it's near and dear to our heart, mm-hmm. but it's not where we want to settle down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's why I ventured out to uh, Colorado and Oregon, and that's why Nicolette went to Florida. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, so when we left, it was really about, I mean, it wasn't about it, about it, but figuring out where we want to settle down, mm-hmm. you know, eventually, maybe. And so running the uh, plethora of experiments by traveling exactly. to different places, yeah. seeing how different people live. What do you think is like, how do you guys go about exploring the culture? Actually getting into the nuances of it instead of just talking being, to people. Okay. Yeah. Like just not just being afraid to, to be like, hi, tell me about yourself. Like, what do you, tell me your story, mm-hmm. you know, and just yeah. talking to people, being friendly, not being scared to be, and people appreciate you having an interest in their culture. Yeah. You know, like, Okay, like, learning Spanish, when we went down to Honduras, you know, you're so, like, scared and timid to, like, speak Spanish to, like, Spanish speak. Yeah, it was, like, all this white person yeah, trying to like, speak Spanish. Yeah, like, oh, my God, they're trying to, you know, <laughs> yeah. so awful. But, like, they appreciate it so much that you're mm. trying. Mm. It's worse that you go to them expecting them to speak English. Yeah. And I appreciate when they're trying to speak English to me. Yeah, yeah I'm like, yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. It's so cool. Or, like, so many times people would be like, I'm so sorry, I don't speak better English. And I'm like... 
don't apologize. Are you kidding me? I'm in like, your country. Yeah. <laughs> are you kidding? Yeah, we are the the ignorant Americans who yeah. only speak one language. Yeah. You know, or most people in America speak yeah. one language, and yeah. all these other countries speak two or three. Yeah, you they, know? they place a high value on that. And I think it's we miss out. Yeah, miss and out. and along with that, you know, is is just going into the city. You know, mm-hmm. not being afraid of like stepping into the thick of it. Yeah. You know, go to farm, go to the markets. That's that's a really cool way to like Absolutely. engage with food, Go engage to where with the local shop. Yeah. And get their food. Try to be a local for a little bit. Yeah. You know? That's find a local learn- to yeah. teach you to be exactly. a local. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like a really good barrier is language. Like go up to somebody and like you use your Google Translate and say, How do I say this in your language? You know, mm-hmm. then they'll like say it, you know, they'll teach it to you, you know, and like, thanks. What else can you teach me? Tell me about yourself. You know, it's just, yeah. it's an easy way to like break that ice. Like, hey, what is this word? You know, I don't know. You know, language. Yeah. Where were some of the places where you found most, or where people were very receptive to that kind of interaction, mm. and places that weren't? Like, how did that vary? Or the first thing that popped up in my mind was that taxi driver who thought you looked like Leo DiCaprio. <laughs> where? In Bali. Oh yeah, and he was teaching us all these words, all the slang words in Balinese. I yeah. don't know. That was uh, the first like interaction. I he, Bali was super funny. receptive of like they Balinese people. Balinese yeah. people are so kind. Mm. They're just so kind mm. and just yeah. like they want you to be there and they want to like teach you their ways or give you you know like mm-hmm. I don't know. They're just so sharing, so generous, yeah, and yeah. yeah. And grateful, mm-hmm. very grateful. Um, the least. Either between Italy and uh, Thailand. How would the U.S. fit into that? Oh, we're considering the U.S. <laughs> we're taking the U.S. Yeah. <laughs> Take the but, standard down. I mean, Hawaii people are, are very, very generous. But um, also some are very, like, anti because it, it depends on where you're at in the big area in Hawaii. Yeah. I don't know, man. It happens everywhere. Yeah. yeah. It does. It, it does just depend on the, yeah. the people. Yeah. It happens everywhere. Individuals. You know, yeah. you get those like, oh, that was weird. That was a really awkward interaction, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Um, Remember that one Frenchman we meet, met and he was just like, oh, yeah. We're just like, we want nothing to do with you. He's like, <laughs> he's like, they're taking us to the wrong place. This is bullshit. Oh, we have to get off of this. I'm well, like, here, go back, go in context. Like, so we're oh, on yeah. this bus. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. So we're on this bus. Where are we going? Across the bottom of Thailand? Like Yeah, we're going to... So one side to the other, and it's like a four-hour bus ride, okay? Mm-hmm. And this bus, they're sketchy, man. Like, you just, like, yeah. you pay money, and you hope you get on the right bus. Kind of <laughs> yeah. Like, it's, it's no, we're in the general right direction. <laughs> yeah, so we're going in the general right direction, and this Frenchman is just, like, he is, like, psyching everybody out. It's like he's in a conspiracy theory. Like he, well, he was looking at the Yelp reviews, and he was <laughs> taking them very seriously. And trying to get other people hyped about them. Yeah, like, yeah. They're, you're, they're stealing our money. They're, you know, it was just, like, kind of causing a scene. And mm. finally they were like, we don't want you to get on our bus. Like, get <laughs> out, like, go away, you know? Yeah, and yeah like, well, he got off and I think it was, like, asking somebody, like, how do I get to my hotel? And they're like... The way he was asking was just so, like, like I'm a white person. You need to tell me where to go. Okay, so he's entitled. Totally. Yeah, he was yeah. very so entitled. entitled. And, like, they would literally look at him and be like, no, nah, man, I'm not helping you. Like... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and he was upset about five, maybe five uh, euros. Or... <laughs> it was mm. like, that's what it came down to mm-hmm. in, like, the money exchange. Yeah. It's like, okay. Sweating the small stuff. Yeah. Exactly what you don't want to be doing. 
Yeah. Good luck to you, pal. <laughs> We're off to climb. Yeah. Well, if you focus on all that stuff, you're never going to be done with it. Yeah. There's a million things to complain about. Exactly. Just Especially takes... while you're traveling. Like, nothing's going... Well, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd like to hear, like, if you guys approach it with a plan or you just let it be total oh. flow, but nothing is going to go quite as planned yeah, when you traveling. You don't really want it to. Yeah. No. You plan for, like, maybe, like, a thing to happen that day. You know, like, okay, we're going to go to this destination today. We're going to let your day plan out how it's supposed mm-hmm. to. You yeah. know? Find things along the way. Don't just, like, go to that one destination and come back. It's like, make the whole day an adventure. Yeah. You're eventually yeah. going to get there. Yeah. So that's kind of how we would, like, plan our days. It's yeah. like, all right. Here, this day we're going here. We'll stay in this place for three days and do this. It's you know, just like yeah. basic guidelines. Yeah, I yeah. think people get stressed out about travel when they try to jam-pack every single thing in yeah. for the day. Because then it sets an expectation for the day. Like, I need to hit everything for me to succeed in this trip. I have, to, You know what I mean? For me to get my money's worth, I have to get every, every single one of these yeah. things. And you have to wonder about how... How much of that attitude is just about telling people that you've checked all these boxes exactly. about where yeah. you've been? Yes. Instead of being present in the moment yeah. and really feeling everything that that experience gives you. Yeah, yeah, and trying to create and contribute to the experience you want to have. Yeah. Well, and then the you're you caught up people. in like, okay, we saw this temple, or right, we have five minutes to get to the other one, and we can spend 20 minutes there. You know, it's like, it just becomes so much more stressful yeah. of like, I don't know, trying to check off all yeah. these boxes. Yeah. yeah. What do you think... I don't want the answer from both of you. What did you learn from traveling that has been most impactful, but you didn't anticipate? Hmm. I think mine is the free-flowing days, because I I didn't realize how much of a planner I was Mm -hmm. until I started traveling, and just, like, yeah, just that, just forced myself to be go with the flow. Even though, like, Mm -hmm. I thought I was go with the flow... You know, I'm thinking yeah, that, but then yeah. I'm, I like I've noticed that I just learned that about myself. Like, oh, I do really like to plan things out, kind of. Mm-hmm. But so, being, so you've become more comfortable with yeah. With flow. Now I understand, okay. like, okay, that's not how. Like, it's gonna be so much more stressful if I do it. Yeah, I, I had to unlearn that. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. I'm still stumped. <laughs> I don't even know. Um, probably something to do with like just approaching people. Mm, okay. Yeah, just like. You know, unabashedly just approaching people, um, you know, for either goods and services mm-hmm. or, like, direction or advice mm-hmm. or ideas. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. How would you say that's changed? Because I'm, I'm curious about it. Like, that's definitely a skill I want to improve in my own life is the ability to just approach people, have a conversation. Yeah. yeah. Like, and actually develop, like, have a connection, have a meaningful thing happen instead of just like, oh, how's your day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Good. Thing, it's never good. <laughs> like, I think it's... John is very good at it. I think know? it's about just being genuine and just, like, being curious. Like, mm-hmm. you know, how... Okay. Like, start... You can start out. I don't really... I do it all the time. I, I hate the question, how's your day? Mm-hmm. Or what do you do? Yeah. But just really, you know, ask questions. Like... How's your day? Like, how's it really going? Like, tell me about it. Oh, oh, really? Like, why did that come about? Or, I don't know, um, just asking people, what's your favorite thing to do here? Mm-hmm. You know, what what makes you happy here? Yeah. And, but yeah, I think just really genuinely being curious goes a long way. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the travel, 
makes it a little easier of a segue, right? Because you're like, oh, yeah. what do you like doing around here? What do yeah. people yeah, like yeah. enjoy doing? And then it's, you can easily start talking about what people care about, what they're passionate about. And yeah. that, that thing makes a more substantial conversation. Yeah. But Yeah, and, and I mean, when we were traveling, we spent a lot of time going to, like, different climbing spots, mm-hmm. having these, like, niche ty- type of things that we were mm-hmm. doing. So it's... Um, it's, it makes it easier to approach people in those different communities. Yeah. Right, because you already know you have something in common with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, like, what about the people at the grocery store? You know, how can you here make connections on a daily basis? Exactly. You know? It's, like, just asking that, you know, instead of saying, what do you do? You know, a good one's like, so what do you do outside of work? How do you fill your day? Yeah. yeah. You know? And then you can gauge their interests that way. And then, yeah, just asking them, like, oh, that's cool. Tell me more about that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, just generally mm-hmm. being like... People like to, like, is they like to talk about themselves. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, like no. everybody <laughs> likes to talk about <laughs> yeah. themselves. You know, yeah. And so, if when you give somebody the opportunity to tell them, you know, tell their story, yeah. they're like, "Whoa, you care? I'm mm-hmm. important." Mm-hmm. You know. And everybody is important. They are. You know? But but I mean, I think people are taken aback. Yeah. Right. Like if you if you approach and just ask that question, say, "I walk in the grocery store, yeah. I just walk up to a random woman and her kid and say." So what do you do outside of work? Yeah. Like, the question of motive <laughs> just, right, just becomes right. totally ambiguous. Well, they yeah, start off, you know, like, so how's your day going? You know, I see, you know, how old is your kid right here? You know, yeah. just make conversation. Yeah, no, 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 totally. Know, like, totally. But yeah. what I was trying to get at is that in the culture... Oh, yes, people really, are so taken back. Yeah, exactly. Yes. It's just an implicit attitude that yeah. we pick up at some point along the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love going to the grocery store and, and talking with the clerks and, you know... I've got my favorite, my favorite people who I like to talk to, <laughs> yeah. and, and I love to just like ask them how their day's going and figure out, you know, what's the best part about it. And mm-hmm. you know, the more that we can make those genuine connections in life, the happier we are. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and it doesn't it doesn't matter if you know them or not, mm-hmm. but if you make the effort to like get to know somebody, yeah, on any scale, it might just brighten up your day. Mm-hmm. And that might carry day. over into the next day. Yeah, yeah, or their day, and mm-hmm. and think about how much exponential potential we have when we begin to do that on a daily basis mm-hmm. with every single person mm-hmm. we come in contact with. And Obviously, you, it doesn't yeah, happen yeah. all the time, but the potential's there. Exactly, exactly. And when you ask the questions like, "Oh, what do you actually enjoy doing? Like, what's really aligned with you?" Mm-hmm. That's also allowing people to remember that themselves. Yeah, mm-hmm. we all need more opportunities to remember that because yeah. no one else is the culture isn't giving it to us mm-hmm. like it's, no. it's something we have to first find within ourselves and then if we can support each other and just even thinking about it more mm-hmm. that goes a long way too yeah 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 which i imagine van life is just yeah probably blown up the so. the potential for that like you, you you meet a lot of people and they're probably very interested in what you're doing like oh even just that you're living in a van and it's decked yeah. out and it's cool mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah van, like the van is a really good icebreaker for a lot of like mm-hmm. so many times at the gas station people are like what is that that's cool are you guys like traveling all over you know it's just mm-hmm. then you start to get to talking to them mm-hmm. but yeah Whenever I see someone, like, with a big van, I'm like, I wonder if they live in that. I, I usually want, I know. I, I want to go ask them, like, talk to them about it. I'm like, they probably have everyone stopping them to talk about it. You know, it's not, like, Doesn't I happen like that it. Often, yeah, but... I like it. Okay. And people, a lot of, like, yeah, some people might get annoyed of it, but mm. 
I would say that if you see us on there, like we like it. You yeah, know, because you like... get it's another opportunity to show yourself. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And to meet another person, you never know like connections with other people. You never know who you're gonna meet. Mm-hmm. You, you never know, know how far it'll go. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like, like at this. some point, you guys were just you <laughs> yeah. weren't in a relationship. You were just friends, or you just met each other. And yeah. Here you are, living in a van, yeah. traveling around. Like, right. You, yeah. you never know how a connection is gonna unfold. Yeah. Right. You never know. Or, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, I mean, even with like this friendship, like you guys met going to an event, yeah, right? Like, yeah. you didn't know how this relationship was gonna fold. Yeah, no, I, I didn't think oh, I want to meet someone to do a podcast with, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, now there's always that in the back of my mind. Yeah, you like, never know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who gonna meet today? <laughs> you never know who you're gonna meet, and so yeah, it's just cool. Try to talk to everybody. Yeah, and that goes for even on social media, like you know, the power of social media. It's great. It can be can be detrimental, but it can be powerful too. And we've met a lot of people. I mean, what brought me to that men's circle was meeting, well, Chris and, <laughs> and Mariah through um, Craigslist. Okay. And but then like meeting them on Instagram and just yeah. interacting and mm-hmm. being like, hey, let's you know you should come to this. I'm like, cool, you know. And so we've met a lot of people just through social media, you know. And, yeah, I mean that's how I heard about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And so, finding those connections wherever you are, not being afraid of them, or going into that fear of like, okay, this is making me fearful, this is making my heart palpitate, mm-hmm. it's probably, is this a good thing? Am I excited or am I, am I scared? Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. really, excitement and fear are like, the they're the same thing. Yeah. So, however you want to approach it, um, when you recognize those feelings, those symptoms, mm-hmm. or whatever... Just go into them, yeah, and and pursue them, and when you do that, you know it takes you to some pretty pretty cool places. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, may, and it may not end up being your thing. Yeah, like you're gonna try a lot of things, and they won't be your thing, but they will. You will have another opportunity to get comfortable with yeah. the uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you'll meet a lot of interesting people along the way that you could transpire into eventful things in the future that you couldn't anticipate. Yeah, yeah. it all unfolds. Mm-hmm. It all unfolds. Yeah. yeah, I think that might be a good way to end it. Sure. Cool, man. Sounds good. Where can, <laughs> right. uh, where can people find you? Um, so you can find me on social media, um, Instagram. The it's the JPK Experience, um, or on Facebook, John Paul Kingston. Uh, my website is kind of in shambles right now, but John just asked. I, me. I can help you with that. <laughs> or we, no, we can John literally just asked me yesterday. He's like, "Can I combine my website with your website?" <laughs> Meaning, can you just put me on your website? Speak <laughs> the page for me. <laughs> but yeah, for our adventure workshops and all of Nicolette's photography work, uh, lifeunbound.co. Mm-hmm. Or at um, Instagram, it's life underscore unbound underscore. Yeah. Awesome. So, yeah. Awesome, man. Well, thank you both. Yeah, thank well, thanks you. For, thanks for having us, man. Thanks for in midway. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about travel. <laughs> this is awesome. Oh, yeah. Totally. Thanks Appreciate for listening, it. everyone. Have a good day. Hello again. I hope you got something of value out of that podcast, out of that conversation with JP, John Paul Kingston. I was, I was honestly really impressed with just how serious he is about figuring himself out. And that's what I'm really really admiring in people these days is just how, you know, how serious are you just about being you? 
and about committing to that with a certain level of humility and playfulness. And that's another thing I saw in him was this playful attitude towards the process and sort of an enthusiasm just to spread positivity and fuck. We all like that, right? Like you can think of people who carry that in your life where you see them or you hear of them or you watch them and it goes a long way. And I think we all, <laughs> we could all bring more of that into how we carry ourselves too. So again, I hope you got something of value. Consider your intentions for 2020. Do you get to interact with people or do you have to interact with people? There are different reframes there. And maybe it's a mix of both. You know, who the fuck knows? <laughs> you are you. You got your situation. Everything's individual. But if you'd like to support the podcast, you can leave a review, subscribe. I'm on Instagram, at Everything and All Music. That's where I share most stuff. And I'm dropping the first song off the album, New Year's, at midnight. Chosen at some relative time <laughs> to the East Coast or West Coast. Haven't decided yet. Uh, excited about it really pumped about it and just happy that it's been produced and that I've gotten to learn something through the process. Have a wonderful New Year's. Care for yourself. It doesn't go well if you don't. <laughs>